0: Tonight on the Animal House Radio Show we got a killer show for you lined up tonight Tonight joining us in the 7 o'clock hour Will be the legendary and iconic Mr. Clint Black 22 number one singles, a Grammy Listen in as he talks about life on the road His career, music, and so much more It all happens right here, right now On the Animal House Radio Show Ladies and gentlemen here it is, the most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one,
1: one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. You're about to listen to the
0: Animal House. You're nothing but an animal. Your an animal. Show your food, you're an animal. Keep that change, you filthy animal. They're animals anyway, so let them move their souls. I am not an animal! You are an animal! We
1: are all animals, my lady. I'm not an animal! What do you care? You're an animal! You're an animal! Yeah! I'm an animal! Yeah! Animal! Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. I feel the need, the need for speed.
0: Opinions expressed by the hosts, callers, and guests are not those of Hamilton Radio, Armed Forces Radio, Raw Talk Online, 102 DLG
1: Radio Orlando, QStarFM.com, or Animal House Radio. Some of the material broadcast on Animal House Radio may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 18. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Thank you so much uh, for taking the time out to uh, speak with us today. I, I know you're a busy guy, and I really—it's an honor to be speaking to you. You know, it's not every day uh, I get to speak to a, a living legend, so I, I really appreciate that. Oh well, thank
1: you. Well,
0: that's my honor. I'm thrilled to be talking to you, and
1: uh, not just because I've been caged up and I'm going stir crazy. I mean, this yeah. got,
0: this got to be the craziest thing I've ever seen in my lifetime, and I mean, I'm I'm hoping it's over soon, but um that's why we here at the network we decided to um you know increase our programming and instead of watching the news and getting anxiety come and listen to us for a while uh the show is aired on american forces network which goes out to all our servicemen and women it's usually we're worried about them but now we want them to know that your loved ones are safe and we're doing everything we can
1: yeah and uh you know hopefully it will mitigate the other flus and colds that go around too and we could we can just uh keep everybody
0: healthier in general yeah and that's a byproduct of all this i'm hoping people take a little bit more precautions in the future and and uh you know and maybe it'll wake some people up because it's you know it's very easy you know and and myself i'm guilty too you become complacent yeah i as as a singer you know
1: i worry about it all the time i'm always you know, washing my hands and trying to avoid the flu because I've had it shut down a tour before. And uh, I got it, had it for five weeks the last time. So I've always been mindful of that. But, uh, you know, this is, uh, of course, I'm going to have to take this one a lot more seriously. But, uh, uh, you know, I've... I've been kind of. We have a handshake on the tour when we see each other. We just rub elbows, and uh, that's kind of the joke. You know, flu season, the flu season handshake, and uh, uh, keep each other at arm's length because it'll run through a bus and take us all down.
0: Yeah, um, (laughs) but uh, for those of you just joining us, we're on live now with uh, a country music legend. This man's got 22 number one hits, a Grammy and countless other uh, awards. And we're just honored to speak with him today. Joining us now on the uh, Animal House radio show, please welcome Mr. Clint Black. Hey, everybody out there. I'm so happy to be back on the uh, Armed Forces Network and uh, anything named Animal House, of course. I wanted to do a two hour show that's just focused on comedy. And, and, and the lighter side of life—no politics, no news. It's—I, uh, you know what I—I I, I liken it to uh, Clint. It's a—it's a Calgon moment for two hours a week. Oh, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's good that I'm in the bath right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right? You don't have to worry about the mortgage. You don't have to worry about nothing. Just enjoy. But um, I can't tell you how much I've admired you over the years. And You know, I grew up in the Northeast uh, in uh, New Jersey, and you wouldn't believe it, but New Jersey has a very big country following. And, you know, growing up, I was a heavy metal guy, rock and roll, you know, but I did have a lot of exposure to country music, and I really enjoyed it. Um, More so even when I went to uh, Texas. I was uh, away there uh, performing in Fort Worth, and I got to listen to The Wolf, the station and I, I fell in love with the, the music all over again.
1: Yeah, country music uh, I've,
0: I've, you know, I
1: learned when I first started touring, you know that uh, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania Massachusetts, I was just you know, shocked that there were that many country fans up there and uh, you know, growing up in Houston uh, with little perspective, you know, you always think uh, you know, everything's concrete up there and uh, everybody's rocking out. We were rocking out too but we had, we had the country and we had the rock and roll. I listened to zeppelin and deep purple and all that stuff and uh but i was listening to the merle haggard and buck owens and uh and then getting up to new jersey where i was actually born um my mom had uh yeah, she she would go up and spend her last trimester with three out of her four boys up there with her mom, who was up there for what we don't know. Still, uh, still haven't found out. But um, uh, I was back in Texas before I was a year old, but oddly, I kept the accent, so I'd still sound like it, right? Y'all, y'all would agree. <laughs> I still sound, like it. but uh, you know, New Jersey claims me as uh, you know as their own. So when I go back, I feel really welcome, and uh, uh, and. And, and also, you know, get that taste of country fans in New Jersey, you know, or, you know, some of the older country fans when I first started touring, uh, you know, they would they would say, well, you know, we used to we used to show up with our cap pistols on to go to you know, country and Western concert, <laughs> so, but you can't do that. You can't do that now.
0: No, please. That's uh, enough troubles as it is. Yeah. Like I said, in New Jersey you know, I'm Italian, but I'm from Southern Italy. So I guess I'm sort of a Southerner as well.
1: Well, you and I have all that in common. I'm my uh, mother's side of the family comes from Sicily.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh,
1: her grandfather came over around, uh, 19, uh, 1909, somewhere around in there. I actually found his registration at, at Ellis Island, and oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, really. Uh, we've traced uh, traced our roots all the way back to the early 1700s in Palermo. And I have my mom's uh, pasta sauce recipe, the Sicilian uh, pasta sauce, which I'm actually going to make tomorrow, since uh, since we're quarantined.
0: We got to trade recipes.
1: Well, mine's mine's kind of uh, uh,
0: different every time, uh, okay. but I'll
1: tell you the uh, the real secret because I'll change up the meats. You know, sometimes I'll do, uh, and progressively smaller portions start with uh, ground sirloin, and then go to a, uh, a mildly spicy pork ground pork, and then a small bit of really spicy pork. Uh, but the real secret, no matter what you're using, is the uh, green bell pepper has to be there. No matter what meat you're using, if you start, you know, use stewed uh, tomatoes or don't or whatever you do, it, uh, the, the green bell peppers it was is what makes it so for me, without a
0: doubt. And I- cooking it and cooking Cooking it for two days. Oh yeah, you eat it. That's the whole key. Yeah, I mean they had so many tricks back then. Did a lot of research. You actually got started like singing at family barbecues and stuff. That's where you got the uh, the bug to become a singer. Or
1: yeah, my brother had a three piece band no bass player at the at that time but they would play in the backyard and my parents would cook barbecue and 15 people would come over and you know and i would jump up there and sing along with my brother until he noticed and ran me off and then <laughs> at one point uh the guy the lead guitarist gave me a bass guitar and said here you're our bass player and i learned on the job how oh, to wow. play bass mm-hmm. and uh yeah and then we you know we play in the backyard or at a friend's party and they're living. Room and our PA system was we were all plugged into one twin reverb amp. <laughs> it was just the
0: uh, you know the smallest
1: yeah. time you could imagine, and uh, and we would sing it like chili cook-off But we wouldn't be the main
0: entertainment.
1: We'd be just right over in front of one booth. I remember it was called Bucket Mouth Chili, <laughs> and so uh, you know you'd come by there, and you know we we didn't have a PA, so you had to be standing literally in front of their booth to hear us. So, oh, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, we were, we were, we were struggling. I think that's all we got paid was a bowl of chili. Well, at what point though, uh, Clint, did you know that this is what you want to do for a living? This is what you were meant to do.
1: Well, I had two,
0: I had two dreams and one was to be
1: an astronaut. And I thought, uh, if I joined the air force, uh, uh worked my way into the uh, astronaut program and, uh, and the other was to be a singer and, uh, Turns out I had the singer's grade. They would not have let me into the space program, so uh, <laughs> I made the right choice. It was a conscious choice. At around age seventeen, I decided, and I knew that I could, you know, spend the rest of my life playing in bars and never get a record deal. But I was ready to take that chance And I spent about 10 years playing in bars Before I got that record deal But you
0: paid your dues And and it pays off And it shows You have a storied career I want to know if this uh, transcends Into country music as well You know, I grew up in the 80s I listened to groups like Def Leppard and Foreigner And, you know, I still go see them perform You know, but I saw them first run When they first came out And I noticed that You know, when I go to see them now There's like five and six generations Of fans in the audience That there's no way they could have known about this unless they heard it from like a grandparent or their parents is that all true for the country music uh, fans as well
1: yeah more so more so in the past we're starting to skew a little more broadly again but we went through a period there where uh Country music, uh, became a little more, uh, a little more focused in its targeting of the audience and it, and it was really aiming just towards the 18 to 25 coveted, you know, advertising, uh, demographic. And so the songs were geared more towards, you know, the light, the lighter, themes uh, more of the party you know the bonfire right uh you know type of stuff whereas you know for my whole life you had some of that but you also had he stopped loving her today you know the reason being because he died you know i mean some right. deep you know real well written ballad you had stuff like that and uh you know just just every kind of uh deep you know the thoughtful song along with the fun playful stuff you know i've got a tiger by the tail and things like that right and uh and and so it, it, uh, country music always collected and kept its audience. So, you know, you listen to country music till you died. And the kids grew up in it as well. And then uh, we did go through a period. I think it's trending back uh, toward the uh, earlier years. Went through a period there where they really lost a lot of the, the 40, 50 year olds. And um, But, uh, you know, I look out there depending on what part of the country I'm in and depending on what kind of venue it is. And I see... Uh, I see a lot of, you know, older audience coming and, uh, a younger audience. And it's, you know, it's really, really depends on the parents. You know, my daughter, I put together an iPod back in the day and, uh, and it had everything on there from Benny Goodman to Boston and foreigner and, you know, Willie and Waylon and Oh, wow. And we used to play. Uh, yeah, we used to play that name that tune at the dinner table, and uh, yeah, I could tell if she was listening to it all or not. Uh, so uh, I wanted before she got influenced by her peer group for her to uh, to just listen to good music without caring about whether it was cool or not.
0: That's pretty a uh, uh cool idea. I like that. I think more parents should get involved with that. At least, you know, give, give them the expose them to it and give them the opportunity to appreciate it. They don't have to. I mean, but uh, nine times out of 10, good music is good music. That's right. That's exactly right. Clint, new, the latest album came out in November. Still killing time. It's a phenomenal album. Um I was shocked to learn that you were kind of apprehensive in doing a live album. As an as a as an artist, is there like a um do you have a preference or is it just a, a, a is there pros and cons as to doing a studio album or a live album or is it just a matter of preference for the artist
1: you know I always felt like well with a studio album you're you're making an album you you take your time and you make it sound exactly how you want it to sound and everyone knows it's it's a studio record for a live album i just always felt like it detracted from what i thought uh, audiences were getting in a big venue with big speakers and that uh that if you listen to a live album you might feel like uh well it's just you know it's just not doing it for me or well i've i've heard that live now i don't need to go him. And, uh, and so, you know, I have my favorite live albums, you know, uh, Bob Seger live, turn the page, you know, oh, the yeah. all time great yeah. recordings. Um, so many, so many albums, uh, but sometimes they just don't, they, they didn't do it for me. I really preferred the studio version of, of a song. And so, uh, I didn't I didn't like taking that chance and uh and then as we got toward close to the 30th anniversary of my first album I kind of I started thinking well if I were ever going to do one now would be the time and if this milestone goes by then I might really not feel compelled and I really did start to feel a little bit like okay snapshot 30 years right. on the mark um but I was I was very determined for it to be authentic and so uh so I went through a bunch of live recordings uh to pick the performances I liked best and then I didn't do anything to them I didn't re-sing them I didn't correct any parts uh I had to replace a uh I had to replace a uh, guitar um I mean a, a fiddle part sorry I got distracted my daughter's uh, trying to FaceTime me about whether or not <laughs> she can have some of my extra chicken <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make her wait because she's 18, and it's a good it's a good practice. I, anyway, uh, I had to replace a couple of fiddle parts because the the file had actually gotten corrupted, uh, wow. so it wasn't usable. And so the fiddle player had to replace the fiddle part on two songs. And then my fiddle player from my road band came in and he just played them one time through like he would in the show. We're just trying to keep it real. Right. So uh, so what you're hearing is. Actual live performances and uh, and a real live album, and you know it's it, it was hard for me to get into at first. You know this may be a little in the weeds for everyone, but uh, hard for me. You know I hear myself in my mix every night. I don't sound anything like you know, I really sound in my own head, right? <laughs> right, right. And so uh, so once I uh, get to listening to it, uh, and I start to live in that world as a listener. It, it gets easier. And I start to get used to listening to the the live record and oh. feel good about it. It's a weird thing to you know be in trying to listen to yourself and
0: uh, appreciate it the way anyone else might. Uh, I'm I'm joining. I mean I'm not a singer, but I do a lot of radio, and I can't stand my voice. But everybody says, oh no, you have a, you have a decent <laughs> voice. I have a face for radio, but I don't know about the voice. Um, That's funny. When it comes to writing, Clint, you do all your own writing now. Is there a certain process that you have, or do you like? lock yourself in a room or has it just come to you or uh, over the years, how have your, how's your writing style developed?
1: It's been really
0: uh, a rare, rare occasions
1: when something just comes out all at once uh nothing's news from that first album live and learn those are two songs i wrote in about 20 minutes uh winding down about 20 minutes killing time took about a month to get right uh usually uh usually it's it's a process and i've uh i've developed a craft over the years uh in the beginning i would write a song because something happened and i was inspired and it came out now i have to have an inspirational idea and I have to be more prolific than, you know, just waiting around for for something to happen. So I have to uh I have to create uh things that inspire me and then do the uh, 8, 10, 12, 14 hours of work. Sometimes it's it's uh no sleep you know wake up after five hours sleep and the idea is forcing itself back onto me and and so i have to get up and, and keep working on it uh but uh, yeah yeah I, I have kind of a, a good process for it i have some tools and um it, it uh you know i use logic pro with uh my uh, uh apple computer i'll create some drum loop and create something that feels uh, like i want it to feel and then i'll start trying to Sing a song, sing ideas to it, and uh, I've uh, I've managed to keep from writing things I don't ever want to hear come out of my mouth <laughs> uh, quicker than you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it uh, it doesn't take me as long as it used to, uh, but some of the some of the. Some of the songs still do. It, it, it's still not right, and and weeks are going by, and I'm and I'm trying to solve a problem, and uh, and I finally do, but it, it's torture. And you know, I was telling a uh, a friend that said it's it's. Uh, it's, it's it's It gets to be torture because the brain knows it has a problem to solve and it won't let you rest. Waking you up like a radio going off.
0: Recently we just uh, lost Kenny Rogers and I, I, I can't say enough about him myself. I was a huge fan of his work and uh, definitely someone that uh, is going to be missed. Uh, just wanted your thoughts on him. Yeah, Kenny uh, I didn't get to know Kenny
1: well. I was around him some and, and it was always a joy.
0: He was always
1: uh, just a a really nice guy i sat for him once for a portrait photo and uh it couldn't have been more kind and 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 generous oh wow um i know i know people who knew him better and had more to say uh you know uh uh, about that and and that's just the way he was a real sweetheart of a guy and and always kind to everyone and and uh and a voice that you knew instantly it was him and I sang a bunch of his songs back in the bars, you know, uh, Blaze of Glory and Music Man. And, uh, of course, I can't sing Lucille now without remembering the joke version. You picked a fine time, the truck driver. I think to find time to leave me loose wheel and uh you know those of us who sang it in the bars a thousand times just died when we heard that version but uh yeah I sang a bunch of his songs and and loved it and uh you know he goes way back you know uh I just uh dropped in to see what condition my condition was in you know the fifth edition right right. and uh you know he was he was one of those voices in fact one of my songs that i had a hit on on my second album i actually wrote for him he he never knew it. <laughs> he, oh wow. He probably would never have been able to know it. But I didn't I didn't really love the song for myself and so I was writing it with him in mind. I was hearing his voice in my head as I was writing the melody and the, the lyrics. I was I was uh you know, superimposing you know him uh, into the song. For anyone out there who knows that uh, that second album, the song is uh, "Loving Blind," and uh, and I really heard Kenny singing that. I never told him, uh, but uh, I didn't I didn't love it so much for myself. But my uh, record company heard it and loved it, and and just
0: made me record it. I'm glad I did. Oh, it wow. became my song, but for me, it was it was his song. You know, we um we uh, we were uh, advertising a. Prom- promoting the fact that you were going to uh, be on the show and uh, we get a lot of emails from you know our servicemen and women around the world a lot of them that are you know in uh, the middle east and uh, a lot of them are in what they call forward areas which means that you know it's uh, it's touch and go there it's not even a, a day-by-day issue it's like a minute-by-minute and you know i just want you to know that i got a couple of emails saying that can you please let um they said, Mr. Black, know that um, you know it's artists like him that when we listen to their music, you know it makes us forget where we are and, and it helps us get through. You know, you never know what's going to happen, but you get them through the best and the worst of times. So I just wanted to share that with
1: you. That is really fantastic to
0: hear. I have a lot of friends
1: who are serving or or did serve, and uh, at every level, I've, I've made such great friends going around doing some of the USO stuff and. And just some other uh, uh, other other things to support the troops, and uh, went over to uh, the uh, you know Bosnia and, uh, over there in the uh, Eastern Bloc, you know, uh, right after nine eleven. Right. And uh, and I played on bases here and battleships, and uh, and it's just always. Humbling, uh, just the uh, the extraordinary people and the the sacrifices they made, and uh, you know, I tell my friends it doesn't matter what they do; they signed on the dotted line to, to wear the uniform, and they don't know what what what'll come of it all. And right. that's enough for me. And uh, you know, I uh, have tremendous uh, respect, a great place in my heart for them. I, I you know, I was uh, the first, the first uh, year that uh, s- signing up for the draft was re-implemented was 1980 and uh, I was turning 18 that year and went down to the post office to register for the draft and uh, you know and I remember always always thinking about what what that might mean and uh, always wondering you know as you know courage if I could find it and and uh, I know that uh, those listening out there have had to have had to face that right and uh, it you know those of us who are uh, who are thinking about it know what that means and uh that they would be thinking of me and my music and finding any any uh comfort in it at all is a great honor I uh, yeah. couldn't even really put that into words without
0: rambling there for five minutes. But, no, uh, well, I just wanted you is. to know that you're appreciated. You know, it's important that you know, and uh, it's it's really it's good for them, and it keeps the morale up. You know, I, I mean, you know, despite this national crisis that we're going through, and I'm hopefully it passes as qu- as quick as it came. You uh, you're working on some other stuff. You can't quite officially announce it yet, but i I've heard a rumor that there might be something in the works for this summer.
1: Yeah, that's right. I, I just finished the album i've turned it all in met my deadlines got the artwork done uh the first song off the album i think will uh uh, be especially uh uh suitable for our uh men and women in uniform it's uh i don't want to don't want to say what it is but it's something from the heart and uh you know there's uh there's a a few things in there that uh I think they'll relate to, but overall, the message of the song, uh, you know, for anyone who loves this country enough to put on the uniform, uh, I'm, I'm hoping it'll really strike a chord with them.
0: I'm sure it will. And,
1: uh, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really, really excited about the album. And, uh, uh, you know, it's been a long time in in the works. It's five years since I last released an album and I've kind of worked off and on a little bit with no plans to make an album album, but had been writing and and finally just set out about a year ago. To make it a make it an album and be official and all and i'm and in the middle of all that that's when uh my manager and i started talking about the 30th anniversary and then i said okay i'll do a uh, a live album and i put those two other songs on there from way back that never made it onto a record and, and so in the middle of making this record i, I pivoted and, and put out this live album with those two studio tracks and it's been quite the uh odyssey just going through getting still killing two time and celebrating 30 years and now uh wrapping up this album it's you know for anyone who's never made an album uh we you know we often joke it's, it's got to be something like you know uh delivering a child you know? <laughs> it's, it's, you're carrying this thing and carrying and and then, and you know and then you reach a point where you just get out get out yeah go go be a record get out of my studio and just go out into the world i can't take it anymore you know but you're you know, it, it, it goes from being an art and something very inspiring and moving that you're jonesing on every day, and it's got right. all this mojo for you, to to becoming a piece of science. Yeah. Now, you don't get to enjoy it anymore. You just have to make sure that, that all the pieces are in the right place, and all the levels are in the right place, and you work in radio, so you know what that means. You move oh, the yeah. fader a tiny bit, and that has to come down 0.3 decibels, and on until you know that whatever instrument you focus on at any given
0: time, you're going to be able to hear it and amen. then you can
1: also sit back and enjoy it as a record.
0: Yes, amen to that because yeah. I, I'm I'm like OCD. I want every. I'm a perfectionist and you know, I know sometimes you can't always have it that way but uh, I was you know, when you just mentioned that you, you did like a five year hiatus and then before that you took a little time off. Was that just a, you know, you needed a little break or you just because, I mean, it's a shame Like with somebody such as yourself you know we want to as a fan we want to hear from you all the time
1: well i get that i uh i i'm a fan too you know and the artists i love i'm waiting and you know hoping and uh, they're going to put out a record and when they do i get really excited and can't wait to get it and then i wear it out and make myself sick of it by <laughs> listening to it a lot and uh and so i i think about that and i know you know i have you know interactions on twitter and and it shows i'll see longtime fans diehard fans and you know they'll ask me you know when 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 and and i want to do it and and uh and it just really comes down to uh giving it its due and not when you're in the early days you know my record company wanted an album every 12 months and so i would make an album right. and then i'd go out and play a hundred cities and i'm and i'm looking at them i'm thinking well how does a record fit into this i mean you you know i'm out all over the place and you know uh i think they wanted me to just come back and have somebody having already picked out 10 songs for me and the producer will have the tracks ready and I'll come through town and sing them real quick and go. And sometimes that's how it's done. But that that wasn't me. So I'd, I was more every two and a half years, I would have an album It used to frustrate them. Uh, right. But I think my work was better, except for one time where they really forced me into recording on some days off a tour, and you know, I can I can hear that yeah. fatigue in the record. But uh, for the most part, I just I just like to give it the time it needs and uh, right. and not force myself to be in the cycle always because it, it may be good for commerce, but it's not always good for art. So right, I right. tend to uh, to make a record when I have to make a record personally.
0: Yeah, you it want, turns out
1: to be about five years.
0: Yeah, you want to make a nice pizza and you want to take your time making it, decorating it. You don't want to make a Domino's 30 minutes or less. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and I'll eat a Domino's. Don't get me wrong.
0: <laughs> Uh, you know, despite this national crisis, Clint, I hope you get back to touring real soon. And I hope to I hope you get to New Jersey because I'd love to bump elbows with you. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, I have uh, made it through there uh, a couple of years ago and played in
1: uh, uh, it was a count Basie theater in Red Bank. Where, oh, That's uh, a great venue. My parents, yeah, my parents lived in Red Bank when I was born in a hospital in Long Branch. Oh wow! And uh, making it back over there, and just getting a sense of those those little towns, like little hamlets, you know, all strung together. Uh, it was uh, uh, Red Bank, Morristown, I think. Uh, yeah, it was. It was really really fun to go back we're uh we're hanging on to every tour date as long as we can before we we reschedule it so we're we're all poised ready to go out uh we had about 80 cities booked and we've moved a bunch of them into the late summer and fall i think one show has had to be canceled because there was no way to reschedule it but we're trying and uh i'm really hopeful this 15 day mark uh by then uh, they will have a really good sense of the the real dangers and uh also a a remedy Uh and get everybody back to work you know i want to i want to get back to work all my people who tour with me uh you know they need to be working but there are a lot more uh, Americans out there who, who uh, they're going to really be hurt by this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the fear is, is uh, that people aren't going to be able to recover. Hopefully, uh, you know, the president and Congress will, will get something together that's really smart and, uh, and helps. Everybody survived this, and uh, I think, you know, getting out and singing music is the the least essential part of it all, but we really want to get out there and play, and uh, uh, hopefully hopefully that'll happen soon.
0: I I hope so, too, and, you know, music is universal, Clint, so uh, for the most part, this country is coming together. A lot of people are stepping up, which I'm so excited to see. Uh, Clint, if people want to come and check you out, what is your website? Uh, I'm at uh,
1: clintblack.com because georgestraight.com was taken and, uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm at uh, at Twitter. It's Clint underscore Black uh, at Twitter, I think. I've forgotten how all that works. But uh, on the website, you can find all my links. I'm pretty active on Twitter. I go periods where I'm answering just about everything, and then sometimes I have to disappear. But uh, Facebook uh, on there, too. And uh, I have some things that uh, I'm going to be doing with Sounds Like Nashville where uh, I'll be, uh, uh, you know, Joining other artists as we perform, you know, and from our living rooms by ourselves. Oh wow! Uh, do do what we can to
0: entertain, and that little effort, believe me, is going to go a long way. People are going to appreciate it. and It's going to be well received. You know, just the fact that you're taking the time. And I see a lot of people doing it now. On uh, you know, as as bad as everybody likes to, you know, complain about the internet. That you know, we have no choice. It's the only way we can uh, communicate. But you know, because I always encourage yeah. my kids get out and go see what a tree looks like. Forget about video games, but now it's it's <laughs> it's what's holding us together and uh, you know, um I can't like I yeah, said Yeah, we
1: need it too. You know, we we hunger for our audience and uh and so it's
0: it's good for our good for our soul. Thank you so much Clint for your time today. I hope the all tour you right, thank you. Good luck with the tour. Uh, good luck with the album coming out. Please keep us in touch anytime you want to come on uh you have an open door and please above all you and your family stay safe. Safe and stay healthy. You too. Stay healthy. Thank you very much. All right, Carlos. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.